This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. It's going to get ugly. Winter weather arrives as NYC migrant crisis worsens. It's Monday, December 11th, and this is your New York Daily News. Monday's forecast calls for rain in New York City with a high near 47 and a low near 35. Before today's top story, the City Council says the city can stave off some of Mayor Adams' proposed cuts in municipal services in which libraries, sanitation, and public safety services are on the chopping block with $1.2 billion in additional revenue it projects in this year's city budget, according to a report it plans to release Sunday. The report comes ahead of the Council's Finance Committee hearing on Monday exploring proposed cuts from Mayor Adams, who has taken an axe to trim agency budgets so monies can cover the city's ongoing migrant crisis. The Council, however, says the migrant crisis is not the primary driver of these budget gaps. Mayor Adams' plan, known as the November Plan, ordered all agencies, including the NYPD and City Education Department, to slash their budgets by 5%. Adams said he's ready to order an additional 10% of cuts by the beginning of next year if the migrant crisis worsens. Council leaders say many of the cuts may be staved off. The Council's economists project the extra $1.2 billion will be found in greater personal income, property, sales, and business taxes for the remainder of the year. Find this story and more right now at nydailynews.com. In a defining image of New York's migrant crisis, scores of asylum seekers slept on the pavement outside the Migrant Processing Center at the Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown last summer. When the temperatures plunged this winter, any similar breakdowns could prove much more dire. As the city's asylum seeker challenge deepens, the mercury dips and new shelter deadlines approach for the arrivals. Advocates are worried that migrants could face a long, cold winter. This becomes even more of a life-and-death issue as the weather gets cold, said Dave Giffen, director of the Coalition for the Homeless, a court-appointed monitor of the city's shelters. It's going to get ugly. New York City currently has about 67,000 asylum seekers in its care, according to Mayor Adams' office, up by about 20,000 since the start of the summer. Many of the migrants, who started to stream into New York in large numbers in spring 2022, fled political and economic upheaval in South America. They may not be well prepared for the city's winter winds and teeth-rattling chills. Last month, images began to emerge of bundled-up migrants waiting outside a former Catholic school in Manhattan's East Village that has been transformed into a reticketing site, theoretically a location for people trying to leave the city. Harvey Epstein, the local assemblyman, said outdoor lines massing in the morning made for a recurring issue during the last week of November at the site, the St. Bridget School. The city said it would make special efforts to keep lines indoors at the reticketing center, rearranging the site to offer more space inside, and introducing a system allowing migrants to leave without losing their spot in line. This line abated for several days at the start of December. 
But by Thursday, the line was back in full force, snaking around the block as snowflakes fell on Manhattan. Carlina Rivera, the local city councilwoman, said the overwhelming majority of the thousand or so migrants at the station were looking for a place to stay in the city, not a ticket out of town. She said Thursday she had spoken to one man in line who said he had slept on the subway the previous night and was seeking a warm bed. On Thursday night, a couple dozen migrants slept outside the shelter, Epstein said, and a line of about 100 people stretched around the corner again by 7 a.m. on Friday. The Adams administration has pledged to work to keep lines and waiting rooms indoors. It's unfortunate that we are in this circumstance that we're in, Adams, a moderate Democrat, said at a recent news conference. We don't want people waiting outside on lines. Overall, the mayor's office said it has spent nearly $3 billion to support the arrivals, opening up more than 210 emergency shelters, including controversial far-flung tent-style mega-shelters in eastern Queens and southern Brooklyn. And Adams has pushed for more financial support from the state, which has pledged about $2 billion, and especially from the federal government, which has committed around $140 million. Advocates have suggested the city's planned approach to the winter, with adults forced to reapply for shelter at once-a-month intervals, families soon forced to reapply too, and many shelters austere in their accommodations, could make it inevitable that some migrants are stranded outside. The Adams administration has also sought to reduce costs by pushing a judge to suspend the city's unique right-to-shelter rule. The step could potentially curb the flow of migrants who appear aware that shelter awaits them in New York, but it could also push people onto the street. The city, which is backed by Governor Hochul's administration in the court endeavor to freeze the right-to-shelter, has landed in mediation with the Legal Aid Society, which opposes the suspension. Hochul, a moderate Democrat, has said the right to shelter is not sustainable given the crisis. The Coalition for the Homeless and the Legal Aid Society held rallies in Lower Manhattan and Albany, supporting the right to shelter on Tuesday, the 44th anniversary of the landmark Manhattan Supreme Court ruling that found the right in the state constitution. At Bowling Green in Lower Manhattan, hundreds of demonstrators gathered for the rally, and dozens of tents popped up with the phrase Hokelville on them, a reference to tent cities that advocates suggest could result from a right-to-shelter suspension. City public advocate Jumani Williams, a progressive Democrat, thundered in a speech that leaders at every single level are failing. He urged them not to scapegoat the right-to-shelter. At one point, demonstrators chanted, We don't want no Hokelvilles. Hochul spokesman Avi Small responded sharply to the rally, suggesting that critics of the governor spend their time assisting her efforts to accelerate work permitting for asylum seekers. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit nydailynews.com and follow us on social media at nydailynews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more on Tuesday. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.